Welcome back to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast, or if this is your first time listening, you got a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> this thing really begins at episode one. It's, it's an audio blog, if you will. But hi, my name is Thomas Miller. Thanks for stopping by. I had a couple of thoughts that I wanted to share about living a spiritual life, living a consciously awake life. And what does that mean? And how do you do it? What does that look like? If there was a little camera on you through the day, what would that camera capture? What would it see you doing? It's kind of a verb podcast this is. I'm going to give you a list of things that have made the most difference to me. So I'm kind of in this theme here of going back to the original stuff, back to the original conversation and freshening it up and bringing it up to speed of or up to date of what does eight years of living like this look like? And with the idea of if you were to take the things that worked the best and condense them down, that's the idea of what I've kind of wanted to do here as we wrap up 2021 and move into 2022. I scratched some notes down, so I think I'll pretty much follow down this outline. And the first thing that I put is that for many people to begin living a truly spiritual life, and I'm not talking about a religious life, I'm talking about really getting in touch with your inner you, with your soul, with the infinite part of you that has probably been around before and probably will be back, that most of us, unfortunately, in this game have to hit some kind of bottom before we start to look up. That was certainly true in my own life, and I've seen it over and over time and time again, that it's kind of like we, we get into this thing. You know, Earth has a way, this, this life on Earth, this human body has a way of sucking us into various existences that are reactive to what's going on around us. And I'm speaking from personal experience because right now I feel exactly that way. I'm trying to get major big projects done so that I can leave the audio booth where I work most of the time and go meet my new granddaughter, the one who came early <laughs> so that she could be a Scorpio. Well, then my website hosting breaks, and so I have to dedicate about 20 hours over the last three days to that and try to do this. And I just feel like I'm barely hanging on right now. And Earth has a way of sucking us into that. So what I'm doing is I've put blocks on, you know, it's kind of a good thing that I'm down now to, we got the website fixed. Email's not kind of grumpy right now. So I'm like, oh, I could live without that. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Universe. What am I arguing about, right? So, so there, but that's the point is sometimes we have to push things away in order to go deeper. We'll talk about that when we talk about one of the techniques, which you know is going to be related to that. But the point is, is that typically we get sucked into our environment and think about those growing up years too, right? School, college, if you go to college, young people, what's the number one connection or one number one expression of youth? your friends. So we get caught up into their drama and trauma. Then in your 20s, hormones are raging and the preferred sex becomes a very important part of your existence. And then, you know, if you so choose, kids, 
that's an existence you can't escape. So it's just like you, you see how the spinning wheel keeps on spinning. You say, where can I hit the brake? I can't. Well, then if things do spin out of control, you hit a bottom and then you start looking for something different. And in that search, typically you will find both teachers and tools that start to point you to some new kind of life. That's probably how you found this podcast, is looking for some alternatives. You stumbled across the subconscious mind in one of the podcast apps, and here we are, because you're looking at this as an alternative or a complement to what you've already been doing. Well, then you start implementing some of those tools, and obviously this is where it gets hard, because as you start to think about changing behaviors, old habits die hard right? So you hear all of this stuff, but it really doesn't change anything because we hear it, but we don't integrate it. Integration is the key. So the big thing is you really have to just pick a couple of things at one time to focus on. And I say the best way to do that is to look at what are the biggest issues in your life. And to find those, look at what you are most reactive to. What sets you off? What triggers you? Focus on those things first. So you start to do that work, and then you start to think differently, and then you start believing differently. And I remember some of the early episodes in this podcast, we talked about beliefs, and boy, that has not changed, because how we believe drives our actions, which drives our results. So it all comes back to (laughs) the subconscious programming, doesn't it? Because what we believe on the surface, I believe it's a little chilly today. I believe that it might rain this afternoon. Those are such surface things, right? We get underneath into the unconscious, into the subconscious, and that's where things begin to change. So as things show up, then we ask that question. Ah, wait, whoa, hold it. And that's there's your stop, right? You reacted to something, something set you off, or something happened that's like, wait a minute, that's not who I am. And that's okay. As long as you ask the question, how can I turn that around? And then you apply the tools, rinse and repeat. So what I wanted to focus on were some of those things that as I boil it down now after eight years of doing this, what has made the biggest difference? Well, number one, uh, number one and number two are just right there together. Has to be journaling is one and meditation is the other slowing the merry-go-round down enough to hear intuitive answers. But let's talk about the journaling first, and we don't have to say much here because, my goodness, we've been talking about it throughout. But basically, there's just something about writing things down that makes an enormous difference. I remember when I first got turned on to this, it was in the early to mid-90s, and we owned a home in a historic area of Dallas, and Everybody took such pride in their homes and always had these Christmas block parties, and we'd go from house to house. One of their traditions was during the evening, they would pass out paper and envelope, and it was stamped. And what you were supposed to do is write out what you wanted to have fulfilled when we got back together next year. And somebody would accumulate all of those and be responsible for mailing them to you in mid-December next year. And you would get it back. Well, that was the first 
point where, and you know, when you write it down and forget about it and you give it, you know, it's like you put it out of your mind and then the magic was, and I mean, the block party sizzle for this little party activity was how many of those things fulfill the, by the next year. I wasn't living a conscious life back then, but that was my first wake up to the power of writing things down. So again, if we were had a little camera, a little webcam over here, and we were watching you do your spiritual work, hopefully that camera would capture you journaling many times through the week. And the other thing is, as I mentioned, meditating. And that's just slowing things down. So however you meditate, however you best get in tune. For me, unequivocally, you know this, it's hiking. But if you do yoga, if you just sit in meditation and quiet your mind, and that's what stills and calms you, then as long as you are doing that on a consistent basis, absolute juice and power to your spiritual work, because that's when you tune inside. And I guess that would be the other one that we can focus on here is intuition. So that's the thing that grew up most during my three years in Colorado. I mean, and even through something that was really kind of a stupid thing that I didn't follow intuition and had a really bad impact from, that pretty much sealed the deal. I am always following this from now on. (laughs) I had seen enough evidence that it works 80, 90, 95% of the time if you follow intuition. Let's say 90%, okay? And that's not a scientific number. But let's say nine out of, okay, no, wait, that's too many. Let's say eight out of 10 times, (laughs) eight, we're going down to 80, eight out of 10 times you follow intuition, it's going to be a positive result. If you're playing a game and you want to win eight out of 10, are you going to argue with that? (laughs) Are you going to put your little head and then turn it around and say, well, when I follow my own thoughts, it works out maybe 30 or 40% of the time. You got eight out of 10. Four out of 10, which one are you going to choose? I'm going with the eight. So there's that whole package right there. There's the journaling, the meditating, and the intuition. Those are your three horsemen of basically living according to your inner guidance. That's that part of you that ha- that knows that you are on a particular path and is trying to get your attention to stay aligned with it. There's that saying that prayer is us talking to God. And intuition combined with synchronicities is God talking to us. That's how we see it. We're awake. We're taking the time. We're tuning in. We're capturing. We're hearing the intuitive voice, and we're following it without any question. Yeah, but, your mind says, right? The old conscious mind. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. uh Uh-uh. I had a quick yes or no question just the other day, and I cast an astrology chart. We'll talk about that in a second. Not much, just a little bit, but I threw down this chart. It said no. Boom, done. Okay, thank you. It was, should I take this action or that? No, I didn't. It'll be months before I know the outcome of that particular direction, but that's what I'm doing, just following the guidance. All right, let's talk about a couple of others here. Listening to audio, that's a big deal. Earbuds are your friend, my friends. (laughs) I had a teacher in one of the Christian junior highs that I went to in Tulsa. This is junior high, seventh, eighth grade. This teacher would ask a repetitive question. What is the greatest aid to learning, he would say. And the answer was repetition. 
So I always remember, and this was, my goodness, 50, almost 50 years ago, that him saying, what is the greatest aid to learning? At some point in class, he would just blurt it out. And listening to that class say together, repetition. And I know everybody in that class would remember that, <laughs> remember that saying. What is the greatest aid to learning? Repetition. Same thing here. You have to hear it over and over and over. Now, another way that you can kind of goose that is by imitating. Yes, fake it till you make it (laughs) with no apologies. I've been able to imitate Fred Dodson because I work with him closely enough that I get to see little clues and I just imitate them. And then they become mine, but in my way, my own individual take on it. But there's the model. So pick your mentors well because you want somebody that has the success that you want. And then you just start to imitate. What do they do? Pick apart their moves. Pick apart the little subtleties. And I can't mention Fred without talking about, obviously, narrating those books has had a tremendous impact. Now, over the last couple of years, Fred's books have taken some kind of a different take. And he's aware And the book that was just released about the flow state is kind of back to the old Fred material, and it is amazing. It's a great book. Highly recommend it. One of the reasons is because of the exercises. And there you are, back to the repetition. So that book is a resource. It's a treasure trove of exercises. So see, you can do those and just, and then pick a couple of them and keep working them into your life. And that book is all about being in the zone. You know, you hear athletes talk about being in the zone. Now, how could you emulate what I have done to get the benefit of Fred's books? Very simple. Get the printed book or the Kindle book and the audio book and read while you're listening. You're basically getting the same thing I got. But here's the deal. On all of those books, especially the early ones, I would read it before I narrated it then I would narrate it, then I have to proof it. So you got to do it three times. And remember, I would be sitting in the booth for hours a day. So you have to commit a lot of time where you just block it off. It's like, this is the, this is the challenge, right? But that so completely, literally shifted my life in ways that I cannot even explain. Now, another book that made a real difference for me is Dr. Joe Dispenza's You Are the Placebo. And I would highly recommend that because he talks about the physiology of reprogramming your subconscious mind. That's what that book is about. It tells you how the body constructs the subconscious. And when we create a thought and we start to build a neuropathway around that thought, the chemical actions, the hormones, the, all the various things that go on in our body in order to support that new thought. And it really teaches you that if you create a new thought and hold that thought, you will create a new physiology based on that thought. That's the book, You Are the Placebo. And then I think the final book that really made a big difference, well, two of Fred's books. People say, where should I start? Levels of Energy, Lives of the Soul. Levels of energy gives you the structure of the energetic composition of the world, of how this whole universe is built on a structure of how we choose to live our life. And it is 
tiered or layered or scaled. So if you choose to live in fear, you're going to get the vibration, the corresponding vibration of fear. If you choose to live in love, you're going to get the corresponding vibration of love. And that's going to be whether you are in Bismarck, North Dakota, Hamburg, Germany, or a little village on the Tapajos River in Brazil on the Amazon. It doesn't matter. That same structure works in all places. And it works when we leave this physical reality and we enter the non-physical. And that's what Lives of the Soul is about. What that book gave me was the picture that of how designed this life is. And it really helped me make sense of my own crazy existence. And what it really gave me was a lot of self-forgiveness and self-acceptance. Because once I saw it from that perspective, I was like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm just living out what I, what I created. And the reason is for my own growth. And then it all just became okay. So you see how this list of things have just, every one of them have had these key impacts on my own journey. Now, the other one, and I, you know that I couldn't leave this conversation without this, and that is astrology. And I'll tell you in this context, don't, don't, don't shut me off yet. It's the map of the soul. And you go, I know, but you got, I don't understand it exactly. And that's the dilemma with astrology. So what I did is created a solution to that. And it's over on my website, funastrology.com, and it is the 101 Astrology Course. And I've priced it so that it's available. Like, everybody can, you can stretch. You can afford that. I paid double that, more than double that, for my first Bob Proctor course when I didn't have that kind of money. And you can afford what we've put together, and it's worth it. And it will teach you exactly what you need in order to be able to read the map. Plus, we have our Discord channel now for Fun Astrology, and that's for the podcast and for the course. So we're doing everything we can to support you on how to read the Google map of your soul. That's my commitment because I've never seen anything like it. And I remember, this is the guy that was in multiple Bible teaching things and Christian schools and headed to the ministry and all of that. I studied the Bible a lot before I was 21 years old. And it even says, the heavens declare the glory of God. Well, that glory is direction for your life, and this thing gives it to you on a daily basis. And it's just amazing that what we wonder at and marvel at when we look up at that sky at night is also a guide. And that's been a huge difference to me. And then finally, talk about a guide is this healing convergence that we're currently doing on Facebook Live, and we're also going to explore doing it on Discord. But come to our Facebook group, and that'll be the point of telling you where we will be on any given night. That's the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast Listeners Group on Facebook. It's a private group, but just answer the questions. We'll let you in. And then you can see where we're going to be for these Sunday night meetings at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday evenings where we do this healing convergence. It's just a time of joining our energies together. And I got to say, that has been, as I look back now, it's about four months old as I'm recording this, has been absolutely transformative. And that's because we're focusing energy together. We're focusing on self-love and we're acknowledging that our very life is our teacher. It is our guru. So we accept our life as it is 
and then we start to work with it to make it better. So the summary, how we could boil all this down is that everything, every single thing that has happened to you is for your own purpose. It is your path. It is your teacher. And I know that for some, that means some very difficult and tragic things as we would perceive them. If you can wrap around that those were for your good, even in their worst, that somehow there is a lesson in them for you, that your very existence, your breath, your being here is your teacher, and that there is a map for you to follow, and that you can absolutely turn it all around. That's kind of the package that looking back on this after a number of years and reflecting on what's made the biggest difference, that's a really powerful list right there. And I hope it helps you. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you the best. And we will be back with more of this review of the past, bringing it up to the future. I'm Thomas Miller. Enjoy the journey. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.